my name is Chris Chai and you are listening to Launch Bite coming to you from our homes today. And with me is my regular co-host, Brian Lee. Hello. Today is the 1st of January of 2017, a whole new year. Happy New Year, Brian. Happy New Year, Happy New Year. Yeah. All right, so I guess uh, it's been a long time since we've done a show. And um, you kind of just said, like, hey, Chris, you want to just do a podcast since we are free today? I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Let's have a conversation and chat, right? So what do you have in mind? Oh, I just wanted to bring back a podcast show and also talk about uh, kind of like a review show. So we never really did a uh, review show uh, for Launch by uh, both for uh, our own personal goals or be it for our uh, businesses. So I thought mm. we can do one and we can also set the goals for uh, for the year in 2017. So maybe okay. if we do one in 2018, we can look back in 2017, yeah. first gen, what do we set? And that's for Sounds one. Good. Um, that's more about uh, our personal goals and business goals. The second one that can be in line with this uh, personal, uh, it's more of a prediction. So what kind of uh, predictions tech do you see so for example uh, last year uh, towards the end maybe the last four months it was all about chatbots earlier on uh, the trend was more about uh, IOT stuff and all that um, mm-hmm. so I don't know maybe you can do a simple uh, prediction so what, 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 what do you see like moving ahead uh, how do you see the tech scene moving ahead, Lo- both locally or uh, in Asia or maybe the whole wide world? Sure, sure. Uh, that sounds good. Okay, maybe let's start talking about 2016 in the review. How was 2016 for you? 2016, we for me, uh, 2016, uh-huh. <laughs> a lot of things happened. I think a lot of yeah. things happened for everyone. But for me... Um, a lot more big changes and mm-hmm. uh, so 2016 towards the last day uh, on the 30th I, I actually um, quit in tracks right so I uh, went for a board meeting and decided I want to quit because because mm-hmm. uh, I thought it was time to quit and uh, try something new uh, so uh, during that period of time so this is one concerning uh, my personal and so concerning my business as well uh, as mm-hmm. well and uh, during this period of time, I also talked to you uh, several times regarding uh, should I uh, look for a job, should I start something new again, uh, yeah. if I look for a job, what kind of roles that suits me, and the different offers that came back, so I've been talking to you. And it mm-hmm. was also a period of time where I get to uh, know more about myself, and mm-hmm. I, I truly know more about myself in the last... Uh, two weeks <laughs> as compared to you know whatever that right, I right. Past. because in the past I will try to do a little bit think, uh, do a little bit of things here do a little bit of things there but I start yeah. to realize uh, I cannot be doing this um, this kind of uh, not random but uh, experimental stuff uh, too much because if I do it then uh, I'm not going deep into anything uh, so mm-hmm. for the last uh, two to three weeks when thinking uh, and making my decision very carefully uh, mm-hmm. So I think last year, uh, a lot of changes for me. The biggest changes yeah. was uh, letting go and moving away from my current role at, at Intrex. And uh, right now, I'm kind of independent. And also, uh, before I make any decision moving forward, the particular uh, space that I want to go into, be it working for others or starting something new, um, I want to take that consideration very carefully instead of just jumping in. So that was the biggest part of 2016 for me. Uh, along the uh, period of time, let's see. No, yes. I think that, that was the biggest uh, impactful event mm-hmm. for the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think uh, there's definitely been a lot of things that happened over the course of last year. And like you said, that um, you've come to a very major crossroads in your life. And yeah, it's good to see that, you know, you've kind of made decisions and now you're kind of free to choose your next journey. Mm, correct, correct. Yeah. Excited to see where that takes you. Actually, not the worst thing. The, mm. 
you know, during this uh, period of time, I, I believe uh, a lot of people will reach this kind of juncture when they are, ma- when they are making decisions. And mm. um, so, uh, it's not, how, how would it be? It's not actually the worst thing, but more to, uh, when we make decisions moving forward, taking on uh, new roles or uh, moving towards a new thing in life, um, mm. Sometimes we tend to jump in. So there are two schools of thought. Uh. Maybe you can do uh, some short discussion on this. People uh-huh. always say, uh, don't you think too much, just jump in and do first. If it's good for you, it's good for you. But once right. you jump in, you already partially commit to some of the things. Uh, yeah. That's the first one. But if you think too much, you might not jump into that particular uh, space. So let's right. let me give you an example. So for mm. example, I am let's say I'm doing a photo app, and this photo app, uh, I jump in and I start doing, and maybe there are only ten users. Right, right. Just, let's say there are ten enterprise users. Uh, so you jump in without thinking too much. You are uh, I'm very lucky. I'm super lucky. I managed to get ten users and they are paying. But during maybe six months down the road, I decided, hey, this is not what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So that 10 enterprise users, they, you, so what are you going to tell them? Oh, just because this is not what I'm going to do, I was wrong at the start uh, to start yeah. this. Uh, I'm going to let go. So thank you for your business. Bye-bye. Then, then the whole thing closed down. Then uh, your, your 10 customers, you know, you just... You'll be left there with nothing. Yeah, you'll be yeah. left there hanging, right? Um, mm-hmm. The other part will be, so you want to start this 10, uh, this uh, photo application uh, app. Uh, and... Yeah. But you keep thinking, right? for example, I keep thinking, I think now, maybe three months down the road, if we do a podcast again, then I'll tell you, hey, Chris, I'm still thinking. <laughs> Much already, I'm still thinking. I don't know what I want to do or not. Then, right, right. So, so what do you think? So people always reach this kind of uh, juncture, decision-making, uh, mm. where yeah. one could be do first thing later, and I'll be, ah, yeah, think and think and think and think and think. Um, well, you always kind of have to weigh the pros and cons and also you need to set boundaries, I think. That makes it a lot easier to make decisions, right? Because once you have the constraints, once you know exactly what you're looking out for and what is it that you want to achieve or what becomes the point where you say, okay, I can't do this anymore, then you always plan ahead and you'll never be in a case where you're forced into making, like closing off your business before you can fulfill your obligations, say. Right, so it's a lot more of knowing what your parameters are whenever you're making this decision, and if it's unclear, uh, you can make some guesses, but at mm-hmm. the same time, you must be prepared to, uh, with all the what ifs that could happen, Yeah. Mm. Right. Mm. Yeah. True. Also. Uh, with regards to per- pers- personal stuff, yeah. Uh, mm. or rather personal interest like for example uh, let's say rock climbing oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been uh, I don't know why but I got uh, particular interest into rock climbing bouldering right now yeah Yeah. so <laughs> so um, you should start the rock climbing co-working space man. I would totally do it <laughs> <laughs> there's a space uh, I, I took photo and uh, share if you, if you all, uh, but but that's a topic later. But I, I'm uh-huh. just trying to say, uh, like for example, taking on an interest, like uh, jumping yeah. into bouldering or yeah. climbing. Um, yeah. It doesn't. Uh, so I jump in, then I go very deep into it. I buy a lot of gears, uh, love the sport, everything. But maybe six months down the road, I decided, hey, rock climbing is not for me. It doesn't hmm. impact anyone. But yeah, I was right, thinking right. from a. Creating a startup or creating, don't, we don't talk about startup, we're creating a small business, even uh, cleaning companies, you go on and start looking for clients. Mm-hmm. It, it's not just a decision based on you alone. I was thinking, uh, so I was thinking every time you try to sell something or a service to people, it yeah. kind of affect your customers as well. Yeah, right, right. Uh, so, yeah, so uh, let's say let's talk about let's say pass.com oh yeah that's a very good example right so they started off with a great service and a lot of people got on it people loved it and then it got bought over by facebook and eventually they got closed down right yeah uh the thing is that they still gave us about one year they let their customers know hey you know we'll maintain these services for another year before we shut it down completely so that you have time to 
make your arrangements, like, essentially. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like, um, especially for SMEs, services that need to be provided, the responsible thing is to give enough notice. Mm-hmm. You can decide and you can stop, but you must have enough like buffer mm-hmm. to be able to say like, hey, you know, uh, this is not going anywhere. Uh, we're going to stop, but we will maintain this for you for the next year. And then once that year is over, then we're going to shut everything down. Mm. Yeah. So I have had encountered like certain other providers that have just straight up closed shop, like maybe one or two months after doing a project, which is to me a little bit irresponsible. But I also understand in that they are not making money, and mm. what they what when we got into the agreement in the first place, uh, I knew the risk. So yeah, it's stuff like that, though. Mm. Mm. But this 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 kind of uh, thought process uh, opens a new kind of worms. Uh, how would it put it? Because they will always say, "Oh, uh, which this is exactly uh, just coming from a, a, a corporate perspective. This mm. is exactly the reason why yeah. I don't trust startup. As for example, uh, there's an MNC offer a, a photo application solution. There's a startup offer a photo application yeah. solution. No, for sure." Yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, a startup could have a better photo application uh, features and features at another price could even be better, but they don't uh-huh. they don't dare to take because their concern is, what if three months down the road you close shop? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that that can be worked into an agreement actually. Yeah. Uh, so I mean I'm not gonna encourage this. It is more of like a business kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. um, this is the kind of thing that if you you are the service provider, do consider this as much as possible. I mean you don't really need to. You're not mm. obligated to. But if you're a responsible, um, business person, I would say this is something you should consider if you can. Yeah. Mm. So yes. So for in in these circumstances, um, mm. yeah, I like to. Uh, I, I like to talk about this. This is the mm. one. Uh, more of 2016, past, present. Uh, uh, moving forward, uh, yeah. uh, just to share the space, and then I'm likely to move in to explore. Uh, in terms of uh, personal growth, uh, personal growth, uh, definitely, definitely looking at uh, improving my road climbing. Uh, uh-huh. Definitely uh, want to do... Uh, uh, I think uh, Melody's brother did it. Uh, they call it the uh, deep water solo where they go and climb, 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 free climbing halfway. Then after that, you just let go and jump into the water. <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah. I, yeah, definitely want to try this. And uh, this for personal goal in terms of uh, fitness and mm-hmm. uh, interest. Uh, mm-hmm. The business space that I'm actually considering for the last uh, could be actually could be the past two to three months uh, it's either in the uh, physical product e-commerce space or mm-hmm. uh, particularly will be the uh, construction space uh, I mean creating uh, apps and services for construction company uh, yeah so these are the things moving forward for the year 2017 I'm looking at right right cool mm. then how about your yourself to uh, the most uh Challenging thing that happened last year, uh-huh. uh, this year, and maybe your future goals for yourself, personal goal, and also one for Spear. Okay, uh, so yeah, 2016 was an interesting year. Uh, there were a lot of wins, a lot of uh, setbacks as well. So I think all around, um, economy was pretty bad for everyone. At the same time, we also kind of got into situations with... Uh, the way that um, our grants work in that we were slightly disadvantaged. I think I might have talked about this before. Mm-hmm. But uh, either way, I think it forced us as a company to kind of think about how do we navigate this? Because I kind of realized, yeah, we could just say like, oh yeah, because of this situation, we're going to give up. But it doesn't make sense because uh, ultimately, I think as a startup, because we are so flexible, because we have the ability to adapt to uh, situations. This is something that we should always be prepared to do. Mm-hmm. So a lot of 2016 was kind of uh, spent like taking a step back, looking at where we were, uh, where our product advantages were, and not being so dependent on uh, government grants and investments and stuff like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, other things is uh, uh, we 
I was lucky in that we had buffered a lot because a lot of unexpected things happened. Some deals that we signed did not come true. So uh, there were a lot of uh, promises that were kind of broken up, to be fair. Mm-hmm. And uh, ultimately, we only survived because we were so defensive and because we were so um, kind of cautious about what we wanted to do. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that uh, a lot of startups are starting to realize now. Like a lot of them... Um, keep their burn rates low low, and they raise as much money as they think they will need to be defensive but at the same time they don't raise at too high a valuation so I think that's something that we're going to see in a lot of startups coming over the next couple of years and even then it's going to be quite a painful lesson for a lot of people you know honesty so Mm -hmm. uh, yeah so that was one of the major things that I personally think I learned over 2016 is how to kind of look at this and to be honest this is not something I enjoy very much (laughs) I'm very much more of a product person and you know designing and fixing problems I don't really like to deal with uh, business issues in a sense uh, but it's something that you cannot avoid for sure Mm -hmm. so I think on a business level that's kind of where 2016 was it was a tiring year it was rewarding in some ways we're validating a lot of the things that we um, started out with uh, at the same time, growth has been slow, For to be entirely honest, because uh, the simple fact is that we cannot compete with free services when the government's giving out $5,000 for, you know, other services. That. So, yeah. yeah, so that's that's something that we definitely struggle with, for sure. But it, it's, it's good. And I think now that we're moving into our third year, we just crossed our second year, um, two years old as a company, Mark. Mm. So now that we're going into our third year, this is kind of like, where we're going to see whether or not you know idea works we've got a couple of big projects lined up and mm-hmm. looking forward to getting those off the ground and really you know showcasing what we can do as a platform um, so that's from sphere's point of view i guess mm-hmm. from my own personal point of view uh i learned to let go a lot and by letting go i mean um because i've been a product person for so long i tend to do everything myself <laughs> I prefer to do everything myself, but I've kind of built a very good team around me and I trust them a lot. So learning to let go was still somewhat of a struggle. <laughs> so, yeah. Letting go do in uh, another way, you're talking about delegate, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, delegating the work and trusting that they will uh, hit the deadlines or do it to the quality that I kind of wanted to. Mm-hmm. And also a lot of it was um, because... I think um, I always kind of wanted to start this with the idea that, hey, you know, uh, when you join Sphere, this is an opportunity for you to learn. Mm -hmm. And uh, because of the situation of 2016, it was a little bit hard for me to kind of encourage this learning. It was a lot more uh, firefighting. And that also kind of affected my ability to delegate them. Mm -hmm. And uh, I kind of realized that towards the end uh, of 2016 and been trying to put in measures to kind of rectify that processes ultimately mm-hmm. and I think it's kind of working but yeah it's something that I still need to figure out as a leader I think within the company on my own personal level and yeah so that's kind of what 2016 was for me uh, in short it was tiring but also rewarding in many ways yeah yeah moving so forward? yeah moving uh, forward so will be this was kind of like the present and the past. So uh-huh. how about uh, this year, the goals for this year? Uh, so I guess personal goals wise, I really do want to take a step back and kind of uh, give myself space to be creative in that um, I think I've been keeping myself very busy just doing things here and doing things there. Um, not just for Sphere, but also side projects uh, working on um, ship, in fact. I'll probably mm. talk about that later. Mm. So I kind of want to, now that I've kind of set everything in place and I think the plans are all in place for what to do next year, I kind of want to take a step back and take more of like the visionary kind of role mm. uh, so that I can give myself the space to think and kind of kind of take the company forward like captainship as opposed to paddling the pedals. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's kind of where I think I want to see myself grow more, um, to be more of a, a more capable leader, like, in a sense. 
Yeah. Also, I, I just like to jump in on this part also. So, mm. uh, so earlier on, I was talking about uh, trying to uh, think and be sure that what is the space that I want to jump into, be it for business or personal growth, right? So, um, how did I uh, actually came to that point? Of course, it's through the experience and all the things. Uh, is I start to so I read up and. Uh, I, I read out on this article uh, by Derek Shivers. Mm, so yeah. he talked about if uh, if it is not a hell 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 yeah, then it's a no. So right, right, right. Uh, so after I read that, right? So I started to think that uh, a lot of things that uh, I start saying no uh, with the idea of uh, maybe for. This coming month, I'll try to uh, most of the stuff that I'm committing and doing for. I'll try to complete it, finish it. Then uh, I'll take a short break, and that short break will be the period of time where I should have finished most of the rest of my commitment, so that I can be kind of like a soft reset and uh, like empty. Everything is empty to think what is moving forward and. How is it going to help me take up the new uh, direction? Will be, it must be something that I die die want to do. That means, this is a must do. Mm. So I I, I, I I like that article a lot. It helps me to think. Mm. Otherwise, I will jump. I will just be jumping around. Like uh, whenever there's an opportunity come, I will just jump straight in. Then, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Then we and then you kind of commit the time, and then you're just waiting for it to finish. Yeah. Then that will yeah. be very bad. So it's like saying, yeah. learning to say no, I think it's a big thing, especially when uh, time is, uh, uh, is an important element uh, in life when we are experimenting oh, for sure. and testing for different yeah. stuff. And I kind of think like it's a lot more than just time. It's just the amount of energy that you have because, uh, yeah, I can, I can pretty much block off time to do mm-hmm. things that people ask me to do. But at the same time, you will be tired at the end of it, right? And you kind of still need that space to uh, rest and to recover and to kind of reflect on what you're doing uh, mm-hmm. to be better. And yeah, that's something that I think is incredibly important that we kind of um, deprioritize when we get very busy. Mm-hmm. And it's something that uh, all of us should be very conscious of whenever mm-hmm. we're doing whatever we're doing. Yeah. So, uh, so, sorry, because I jump in on that. That was more of your personal goal. Uh, 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 how about the Sphere as a goal? Yeah. So, uh, I think for me, Sphere as a company, um, we found our niche. We found that we know what the customers want. Um, the question is right now, how do we get it to a point where uh, it's a replicatable uh, service that we can provide? And We've built an incredible platform. I think Victor, John, and Melo have done an incredible job like mm. uh, putting it together. And um, we're seeing that in that whenever we talk to people about what is it that this platform can do, and um, as we start to put things together and as, and the kind of projects that we are able to do, even as a small team, uh, it's, it's incredible to me. So ultimately what I want for this year right, is to really be that platform, get those projects completed, get that recognition that I think Sphere deserves, mm-hmm. uh, and ultimately just be, reach the goal that we kind of set out about two years, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that to me is really the goal of Sphere this year. Um, Very straightforward. There... Okay. Uh, mm. Is there any, uh, how about uh, team-wise? Uh, mm-hmm. Looking to expand the team this year? Uh, we have not really secured plans on that. It's very likely we'll expand the team. Uh, but again, this depends on what our requirements are. But how, actually, I was really playing with the idea of doing like remote hiring. Um, mm-hmm. There are We've really expanded our team. Uh, we are currently at about eight people, I think. Mm-hmm. So we've got about half and half, like four sales guys, four uh, product people. And I think that's a very nice number for where we are right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more of a matter of what kind of support we need to provide. Yeah. So I probably can't talk about those plans just yet, but mm-hmm. uh, very likely that we do need to expand. But as it is, I think it's a very nice size for us to manage for at least the next two quarters or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, mm-hmm. I was thinking remote, right? 
yeah, actually, I, I'm, I'm totally into this remote thing. And um, I'm sure some of the listeners are also. And do you think customer service can be remote? Because um, that's what they're doing for those uh, tele-sales, right? It very much depends. So I think if your service, like for our case, because we're point of sales, we actually, um, there are physical components to it, there are hardware components to it. Mm. You always do need a physical presence. But apart from that, right, all the other support stuff is just a phone call to me, in fact. And mm. um, it's light enough that it doesn't really impact my normal work. Mm. So I could definitely see us outsourcing this if we wanted to, to something remote. And that's the beauty of like the way that the systems are designed and the connectivity that we have that we enjoy nowadays, right? You can just basically go in and see if there's anything really wrong and fix mm. it if you need to. Yeah. Because I was thinking from a uh, customer success, uh, those kind of roles, like after mm-hmm. um, uh, after a customer, they have already uh, onboard onto Spear's platform, they have their Spear pause. Maybe the first two months, uh, uh, mm-hmm. someone might need to guide them. But subsequently, uh, you could actually direct if if they call, if they message, or if they text, then yeah. um, can actually direct the queries to a small team in I mean in the remote region where they just answer their queries. Yeah, mm. so we've kind of started building out that knowledge oh. base in a sense. Yeah. Um, uh, basically, whatever are the regular questions are the top ten questions, whatever that people oh, ask yeah. all the time, and it's usually the same things, and it's um it's been mostly solved through like teaching them properly the first time mm-hmm. and then also expecting it within the first couple of weeks then after they get used to it like it's not rocket science lah. Yeah. it's always built around their processes anyway so yes. as soon as they understand what button to press when they get to a certain point in their process then uh, that's good for them yeah it's pretty easy for them hmm. so mm-hmm. I, I want to move forward and yep. uh, talk about something more interesting uh, sure. so, so we have laid out our goals uh, so I'm going to remember this episode a year mm-hmm. later, you know, look back to what, <laughs> hear back to what we have talked about here. Uh, <laughs> okay. So now at this juncture, I want to ask, so maybe uh, from a point of view, so every year, there could be two or three trends in the tech space. Could yeah. be, uh, so, you know, could be green energy, AI, chatbot. Last year, towards the end of the year, it was all about chatbot and AI. And yeah. uh, so 2017, uh, what's your maybe to prediction the trend in the tech space. Huh, okay. So oh, I, can I'm start, little... I can start with the first one. Yeah, okay, I go, still go, think go. that uh, I still I, I believe that uh, the the chatbot will uh, pick up. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, uh, they will be picking up in a manner that we are trying to replace uh, replace uh, form, a uh, simple form filling and all. Uh, is it going to is it going to be super smart? Uh, someone is able to come up with all this AI stuff. Uh, I still think it's very early being able to use uh, chatbot with a lot of AI stuff. I mean, right now uh, in SV, uh, there are a lot of uh, talks and uh, fat about chatbots and everyone is just throwing in words, right, to raise funds. Like, this is a... AI for something, yes, machine learning. So all these are big words. But I believe uh, 2017 is still going to be a chatbot trend. But uh, most of the features coming out from chatbot will be trying to replace kind of like a website or a form filling. So that's my first one. Okay. Um, I think I think in terms of like the amount of disruption that would happen, I would be looking towards um, the application of blockchain to certain processes. Mm. Uh, the reason why I say this is yes, blockchain has been kind of a buzzword for a while, mm-hmm. um, but it's taken quite a bit of time for people to uh, understand it and get the regulations in place. And what we saw this year was a lot of uh, recognition mm-hmm. of what needs to be in place. And I think now that everything is kind of like the groundwork has been laid, mm-hmm. uh, we will start to see real applications of how blockchain can be used uh, for the regular consumer. And I think that will be something that might be quite big in 2017. Yeah. Blockchain. That's kind of my prediction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, rather generally, mm. uh, the 
financial area and also mm. possibly some form of verification type technology. I think it's actually very, uh, in a sense, it's very boring. It's very foundational, uh, very foundational technologies mm. that will take probably many years to implement in governments or in uh, financial institutions. But we're going to see quite a lot of innovative solutions come out next year, I think. Yeah, talking about mm. this, there's a new establishment, uh, Golf Tech, right? So government tech. So they have been experimenting with uh, a lot of new stuff. Mm. Uh, they use machine learning to kind of solve our train station problem. Uh, yeah. Why the circle line signal got cut off and all. That's one. Yeah. Yesterday, I, yesterday or the day before I caught the news, they were using a chatbot for, um, like for example, NEA to report mosquito breeding ground, uh, and you can report uh, defects through uh, HDB uh, chatbot as well. Uh, so um, it's quite interesting that the uh, government set up this new initiative and they are making, uh, like yeah. pushing a lot of innovation. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do we want to talk about something a little bit controversial? Controversial? Well, let's finish our predictions first. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Go ahead. Uh, so my second one would be in the. Uh, surprisingly, I would say that uh, insurance tech. Uh, mm. I I don't think uh, there is any push, or rather, if there is any trend for the last year or the year two zero one five two zero one six, I think two zero seventeen insurance tech might have something interesting yeah. in this space. Yeah, uh, yeah. Someone might jump, uh, a few startups might jump in and. Uh, Maybe no market leader, but uh, interesting could happen in the insurance mm. space because uh, just because I think the money to be made in this space has uh, because the not not necessarily selling insurance, but more of uh, re- referring or introducing insurance to user. Uh, right, right, right. The referral fee is very high, so okay. if there is enough tech people exploring and exploiting, you know, this kind of referral fee affiliate links, maybe mm. uh, I think this space is interesting, and two zero one seven could be the year. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, actually, I do have a more prediction for twenty seventeen as well. Oh yeah. Um, or that it's it's not so much a prediction as I'm excited to see how it will turn out. Mm-hmm. Um, virtual reality for. Oh. Uh, the consumer so I've been I've been very tempted to get the, one of the virtual reality headsets recently because I've been playing this game um, called Elite Dangerous it's like a uh, space simulator kind of thing and uh, I was watching like YouTubers and people uh-huh. playing with different kind of VR games and they are all kind of gimmicky you yeah. know what I mean like they're not very well designed but I'm really excited to see someone who actually figures out how to design for the for the VR space just like how you know initially when we were carrying around palm pilots and stuff like that the experience wasn't great because mm-hmm. no one really figured out how to use a touchscreen handheld uh, interface properly mm-hmm. when I think when someone finally cracks VR and how to use that as a uh, interface and uh, uh, information display it will be amazing and that's something I'm hoping to see in 2017 but I'm not entirely sure if it'll be oh. that soon. Are you looking to buy the stream VR? Uh, if it's really good, I don't know. Uh, so far, I really like, like, I've been doing my research. I think yeah. the HTC Vive is the um, best one out of all of them, but it's still like a thousand US or something along those lines. It's ah. not, it's still outside of the price range that I'm willing to pay for what it can do. So yeah, when the price point is right and when the value is right oh, to me. A thousand plus. Yeah, that's why. I mean, I'll absolutely love to do it, love, but yeah, it'll it'll take a while before they figure it out anyway. Uh, actually, I'm so, not yeah. uh, very into uh, games, but I mm. just want to ask you for your perspective. So, how does it work? Uh? So, VR games, you can buy any VR set to work with any games, or is there no kind of like fix? Not always. Some of them are built to be a bit more um, versatile, like. Oh. Okay. Yeah, a bit, a bit of both. Like the PS One is only for the PS games. Oh. Uh, the HTC Vive can be used on the PS and can be used on the, um, on Steam. the on Steam. Yeah. So oh. different lah. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talking about this, I was thinking of getting a Xbox One. 
during the Christmas holidays. <laughs> but I never buy. Because I was thinking of, wow, what's the craze about Halo? So I just wanted to know. Uh, <laughs> can, I, can watch YouTube for that. <laughs> oh, YouTube. I, was, oh. I was looking at the Elite Dangerous that you are. Elite Dangerous, right? Yeah. Wow. So I, I, I mute the tab, uh, but the graphic yeah, yeah. is very powerful. <laughs> yeah, it looks, it looks really cool. Yeah. Uh, speaking of YouTube, mm. I think there might be a migration of YouTubers next year. Oh, dun, 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 dun. recently I'm also into videos. So why do you, to which platform and why? I don't know which platform. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know if this is something that can be stopped ultimately. But okay. yeah, I we'll, we'll see. It's just kind of like, um, I don't know if you were familiar with uh, Dig.com and Reddit. Yes. Like the story of what happened there. I kind of feel like it's almost a similar situation uh-huh. um, wherein a platform is starting to uh, lose relevance to its users and starting to change things in a way that uh, starts to lose the loyalty that they had. Um, so um, it's been about, what, 11, 12 years at this point? YouTube. That YouTube's yeah. been around. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's enjoyed a very, very strong like four or five years uh, in terms of the creation and the maker community, mm-hmm. but recently there's been a lot of grumblings, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not something that happens. It, people tend to uh, complain once in a while when things change on YouTube, yeah. but recently it's become even harder for them to uh, have a have a sustainable channel, in mm-hmm. the sense that a lot of these people do this full time, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I don't know, I kind of see like maybe it might move away from that. It might have some subgroups break away and do other things as well. So yeah, that's kind of something else that I think we can watch out for in 2017. Mm. 2017 could also be the year of uh, more live videos. I think a lot of people are doing it right now. Uh, mm. yeah. Live video shows, like uh, Facebook Live. Uh, now yeah, that yeah. Twitter can also do live straight with Twitter app itself, uh, yeah. we are going to what's that platform called uh, Periscope uh, yeah, so yeah, there are yeah. a lot of channels for or rather platforms for uh, these uh, uh, video uh, creators to to have a different set of uh, how do you call it uh, channels to display their art form la. but yeah, people are still so... used to going YouTube to find channels right yeah, and I think it also depends on what kind of community you're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of gamers are on Twitch.tv nowadays, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's ultimately like the live streaming thing. And it lends itself very well because of like the whole community and chat and um, the different kinds of Twitch streamers there are there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, you talked about Periscope, and mm-hmm. uh, more so than that, like maybe Mercat and Vine and um, all these video-based platforms. Mm-hmm. A lot of them have died. Uh, Mercat has school shop. They started new something new. Uh, the yeah, yeah. Party one. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And it's been less than a year, a bit maybe a bit more than a year, yeah. thereabouts lah. Yeah. I think Facebook and, Live is uh, doing okay. <laughs> they have been. You can see that uh, right now, if you if you come out and you say, oh, I want to be a, a YouTuber, I want to create mm. video content. Uh, yeah. What you will usually do. Uh, so I've been yeah. doing some research. You will create a YouTube channel. You mm-hmm. will also create a Facebook page, and to release on both sides. Uh, yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it seems like uh, uh, you can jump uh, both way for mm. either Facebook Live or YouTube. But Facebook Live uh, might not have the might not have uh, enough monetary incentive yet because I understand mm. that YouTube you can just do ads and whatever within and you can be a YouTube partner. Oh, like Vitsi, they are a YouTube partner, right? They, yeah. uh, they secure uh, uh, 200,000 subscribes and they got a medal. Silver. Something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, silver medal. Yeah. Uh, so maybe for this kind of content, uh, channels, uh, they could be still staying around. But I, I, I do understand where you're coming from. Like maybe uh, those... Uh, Gamers one, they might yeah. go away. So because like Pew Pew, 
I, I don't know if he will go away, but he's making super a lot of money. <laughs> P- PewDiePie. Oh, PewDiePie, sorry. sorry, sorry. <laughs> PewDiePie. Yeah, so, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I think it's moving towards um, live audience interaction. And I uh-huh. think that is what will keep the uh, videos and the streaming platforms alive. That kind of interaction with their fans, um, which Twitch offers. And YouTube's trying. Like, they're doing the YouTube live thing as well, right? Uh-huh. Um yeah, and I, but I very complicated. Eh? You need what encoder? It's not like you just turn on camera, you can go live. Yeah, but Facebook I think that's is, yeah. that's something that can be fixed, and that you can make the process easier. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so I think I think that's probably where the platforms will be heading towards in the future, and that it will be a lot more uh, focused on the engagement with people rather than producing content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like almost a one-way thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you were talking about so this is the video side, right? So yeah, I just like to jump back the part where you want to talk about uh the golf tech something. I was talking about golf tech. Are you saying? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I should say this on air. Okay, but anyway, um, yeah, I kind of, I don't know what they're doing. Oh, golf tech. They are. Yeah. What's their purpose? It? Showcasing the capability of Singapore's ability in innovation. I don't know. <laughs> in what? Doing uh, apps. Apps? <laughs> really? Now? I mean, if they had done this like maybe three or four years ago, I'll be like, yeah, that's um, keeping up with it. But why? Why now? Why so late? And more soon than that, why such useless apps? <laughs> Why such uh, irrelevant apps? Irrelevant apps. Okay, so yeah. the chatbot one, of course, we are in the tech space, so mm. definitely mm, not super impressed lah, because this kind of chatbot, anyone <laughs> can build it. Uh, uh, but the, 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 the one about the... Uh, actually, I don't know. That one about the using uh, machine learning to try and pinpoint and wrote, wrote a super long, um, decently long post about how mm. they managed to find out which MRT uh, and which train cabin was. That one may be useful. Uh, I mean, I would have. I don't know. I, I thought that was uh, quite decent. Uh. But there was too much uh, publicity on it that I feel that they are trying to push it too hard. That, hey, we set up GovTech. GovTech is able to do this. Uh, that I feel uh, I cringe no, a bit okay. but I thought hey, it's quite interesting that they use this to solve the MRT cabin issue yeah so I think that was a pretty interesting article a pretty interesting write up and it definitely gets people interested in what a group of highly trained technical people can do, do with data yes. or investigate and essentially be like commando problem solvers <laughs> but do that don't make shitty chatbot apps. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay. Actually, yeah. Yes, yes, I understand. Like, for example, uploading photo to a Facebook Messenger and passing it to a HTV pitch app that uh, forms, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, to me, that's... particular. That's not a solution. That is just you wasting time. <laughs> that is form okay. filling. Uh, nothing special. One. It's just replacing form filling online. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be a whole app on its own. <laughs> or rather, a whole chatbot on its own, rather. Yeah, yeah, true, true. So I think I think part of me is like, yeah, this is great that they, are, that they have a department like this, uh-huh. but you're kind of wasting the talent that you're putting into there doing such um, minor things, such, yeah, uh, inconsequential I things. I understand. So, yeah. so, from your perspective, that they can do bigger things, and I think they definitely can do bigger things because. Mm. Uh, so if you're on LinkedIn, you will see and uh, some of the tech friends, right? They are hiring very good people. They can pay definitely, and they are hiring people mm. of data science, very good programmers, and uh, yes. I mean all these, all these uh, people, right? With their expertise, I'm sure they can do like even more interesting things like uh, yeah. bring out more innovations uh, in our infrastructure not necessarily yeah, yeah. you know like apps but infrastructure wise uh, yeah. helping Singapore 
maybe more on you know, self-driving cars, self-driving bus, and whatever, making the train more efficient. Okay, so I think... Uh, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to shit on them so much, uh, but the main thing that I kind of think of is that these are big problems, right? These are yes, big problems yes. that will need a bigger team, a bigger company to kind of spend enough time on solving it. Uh, whereas I think GovTech is a very unique and small strike force that can be used to uh, kind of set the standard or do um, proof of concepts of things that should be implemented um, given the right time and resources. Mm-hmm. So think of think of those very elite dev studios uh, in the US or um, what are they called? Those labs that kind of experiment and create uh, experiences or solutions, right? Think of MIT lab, oh. where they innovate and they create incredible interfaces because there's a bunch of talented people with incredible skills put together in the same room. Mm-hmm. GovTech should be doing that. Not mm-hmm. cranking out like a uh, amateur looking app every other week. Yeah, sure, it's polished and it was coded well and it ultimately serves a side sort of minor purpose, but it's not inspiring. And I think that's where they should be. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so, anyway, yeah, yeah, that's, like the MIT lab. Yeah. Material yeah, engineering. Wow, that one is so high level. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, come on, guys, we've got this opportunity here. I, I, I was, that was what I envisioned when they started to announce GovTech and the kind of people they were pulling in. Yeah. And then it's like, they released these things, and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> The train thing gave me hope that they were going in that direction and after that it was just kind of like, guys, what are you doing? <laughs> we'll see, we'll yeah. see. We, 2017 will be the year. I'm sure they will be, they are on the news quite regularly, so I'm sure it, we will see yeah. more of their stuff uh, and yeah, see no, what they're sure. trying to build and uh, maybe we can throw their Facebook some feedback. Hello, <laughs> this guy, yeah. I can also build with a simple library <laughs> with your expertise maybe you want to build more powerful stuff yeah yeah I don't know uh, we'll see I think I think it's exciting like a couple of my friends have applied for and started to work there as well and I think it's mm. pretty exciting and I love the idea it's just I like high expectations I guess <laughs> they behave uh, not they behave they are actually quite independent from the rest of the agencies I think uh, and it should be it should be that way yeah. like they need to keep their independence. They need to be uh, powerful enough to suggest um, the correct solutions. And I'm sure they are smart enough. I have mm. confidence in that they will be able to uh, oh, yeah. do what they say that they uh, set out to do. That it's just, <laughs> it just feels like they are a little bit drunk on the idea of like startup culture or whatever it is and not really solving problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so on, on this, I, I like to segue to uh, the last topic for, mm. so 2017, we will definitely see, uh, it's not going to be a, how should I put it, the market is weak, and yeah. uh, the, recently our PM has also uh, raised up that if there is any retrenchment more than five, you need to make an uh, announcement and all. So it yeah. seems like this gives me a perspective that uh, next year, which is this year, uh, 2017, yeah. is going yeah. to be a very challenging period of time for all business definitely. owners, existing and new business owners. Very so, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I would like to hear your perspective. What is, so assuming you have nothing on hand, this is just hmm. hypothetical, nothing on hand. Yeah. And you have a $10,000 budget. Yeah. What will you sell in? What will you do? What will you sell in two hundred day? What would I do? What I will invest. Are you invest? I confirm will invest if uh if I have spare cash lying around. Mm, could, yes, actually quite true. Uh, could be a good time because everything is uh, lower in price. Uh, yeah. I would. I don't know. I would sell food maybe because <laughs> hawker because uh. You can don't buy uh, new apps, you can don't buy new clothes, but you have to eat. Mm. <laughs> so, right, right. could be a good year for all our hawkers. Uh, 
true and not true because the uh, cost of ingredients might go higher so not sure but uh, hypothetically yeah. I would, if nothing on hand I'm a fresh new person coming out trying to mm. set up something in the year of 2017 knowing that the market is bad mm. I will sell maybe popia in the house <laughs> yeah uh, it became me hungry uh. yeah I think I think ultimately like they are right it's going to be bad for the economy it's going to be there's a lot of instability in the region and uh, generally globally as well uh, it's mm. in all places I think there will ultimately be a reset button being pressed at some point mm-hmm. uh, whether that means a war or not that is wow. <laughs> something that I rather not think about just yet yes. yeah so uh, ultimately like industries uh, starting something now is risky yes. uh, no matter what is it that you want to do mm-hmm. um, yes you can go for things that will always be in demand but there is already a saturation in that area mm-hmm. and to be honest like we it depends on your skill set as well. Yeah. Mm. So personally, I would just say uh, hunker down, put the money in, just have enough to survive for a while and ride it out because um, no matter what, we are comfortable enough as a country. I think Singapore is comfortable enough if you plan ahead and you just need to be ready to ride it out. Might be two years, might be one year, it might be quick, we don't know. Hey. So yeah. yeah. I always think that if you can survive the downtime, that means uh, like, um, I don't want to say, maybe like the recession period or whatever, when the time is good, you can even do it better. Yeah, no, I think um, ultimately these kinds of recessions, these kinds of setbacks, these kinds of economic slowdowns, right? It's a result of the global economy as a whole. It's not your fault. Mm-hmm. Um, you just need to predict it and well not predict it, but you just need to be prepared. You need to be defensive about it and mm. not not be caught in a situation where you're desperate and you need to take a loan for no reason at all. Mm. So, yeah, that's that's really that's really how I think I will look at the next couple of years. Okay, so before, so, so much to talk about, right, because we've long time to do this. Last one, yeah. last one. Before yeah. we go, you just gotten your art board. And maybe you want to do yes. your review for them, a short review. So if anyone is listening, they can also go to their site. Okay, uh, so I think all in all, I really like the arc board. It's a motorized penny board, so electric penny board, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, my only real complaint is that their controller is really sensitive. So you, your speed, right, is mm-hmm. either zero or max. <laughs> a lot of the time. So it's a little bit, it takes a little bit of time to get used to it. I can actually take it uphill. Uh-huh. So uh, I don't know if you run in dairy farm before, but... Like, there's a very, very long uphill from the MRT station to my home. Oh, yes, and, yes. Yeah, so I managed to use the outboard to bring myself all the way up from the bottom to the top yeah. without, like, yeah, kicking off. And also, uh, going downhill is safer because I can, um, in a sense, like, apply brakes uh, to the penny board. How do you I apply stand on it and fly. Uh, oh, It has a reverse. Oh. So, yeah, you can uh, accelerate in reverse and that will slow you down. But does that so, yeah. your gearing? Like, like, the motor? Does it make it, yeah, like, does this fire? it? If you uh, no, force so, it to go reverse? Uh, no, so it's a, it's a motor connected to a belt connected to the, 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 the wheels. So mm-hmm. ultimately, like, it's actually freewheeling. Um, mm-hmm. And oh. this will just, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know how to describe it. I'm not an engineer. But uh, I don't think it damages it. I asked the guy this when um, I first got the okay. board. Yeah, he said it's okay. Like this is designed to decelerate if needed. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not like applying rubber brakes to it, though. No. It's just yeah. yeah. The sensitivity, I have to agree. Uh, mm. So when Chris first brought it to the office, I, I I did try a bit. So the initial trial, I I was for because when I push it a bit, I, it just moved me forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so. Like if you're a pretty experienced skateboarder um, mm-hmm. and you kick off and you just use this to maintain your cruise, it's mm-hmm. perfect. It mm-hmm. can bring you for like kilometers uh, without you thinking about it. Um, but you need to be pretty good at balance. Uh, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. How about it's charging? great. Uh, charging wise, I have not actually run down the battery completely. It's lasted oh, for wow. like, uh, I think it can run for like three to four hours continuously, which is really, really long. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know about the distance though, but you can probably see the details on their website. I just have not fully tested that part yet because have not had a chance to. Yeah. 
So I'm going to share their site. Well, yeah. How, how do you search for it? Up, Upboard Singapore or... Um, Upboard EV, I think. Upboard EV. So they're yeah. selling on the site itself. Or is it only for Kickstarter backers only? Uh, they're selling on the site. So let me oh. see. Upboard EV. How much is it? Is it cheaper than the motorized skate scooter? Uh, it is cheaper, definitely, oh. than the motorized kick scooter. Um, but it's it's nine hundred dollars sing, eight nine nine sing. Uh-huh. Uh, to pre-order right now. Um, I would say if you're not experienced with skateboarding, then uh-huh. the kick scooter is probably still better for you because it's a lot more stable and you can hold on to it. But if you've got some experience skateboarding and you want something that's uh, very small, very portable, um, this is great. Yeah. Actually, we should bring them on uh, because they are not they are not full time to this. Right? They do this on top of their jobs that they are having, and they rush out during the Christmas period. You told me. Yeah, he was oh, actually man. working over Christmas day to like put it together, and then he delivered yeah. to me on Christmas night. So I was like, oh man, dude, thanks. <laughs> well, it's them, them, them hardcore, and uh, they're yeah. not full time into this, right? They are they kickstart this and working on the site for this story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like. Uh, uh, like a side project for them but they of course they delivered uh, so hmm. yeah. should talk to them ask them to come and share like what is it like to you know do a Kickstarter campaign deliver this during the Christmas day and uh, the hurdles yeah they, for sure uh, the hurdles that they have especially you know this concerning mechanical electrical and the mm-hmm. board when we look at the thing right then uh there are some parts where it's being 3D printed, so there could be some issue getting the parts. So it will be interesting to talk to them. Yeah, no, I think for sure. Um, and yeah, the materials they use is very high quality. The board that they got is a uh, oh, yeah, maple wood, wood, wood board. Yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> the wood is very beautiful. Yeah, definitely yeah. wood. Do you think there's a wow? So many things to work. But yes, the super 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 last thing. Do you think longboard will take? You know, could be a common thing locally. You, in art Singapore? Artboard is not a long board, la, but it's a yeah, shorter it's one. But do you think long, yeah. long board will be a common thing here? Um, I have seen people bring it around, and I've also seen a couple of local companies try to develop it mm-hmm. as well. I don't know uh, whether or not it's going to be a very popular form, um, mm-hmm. as opposed to the skate scooters and stuff. Uh, I don't know, man. This is something I don't really... Oh, this case scooter thing, uh, I can yeah. totally go into another show and talk about this. Uh. Some further along, because I live around the park area, oh, yeah. they're zooming past like damn fast. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like there might be a point where there'll be an accident and then there'll be more restrictions on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's really... That. It's actually quite dangerous and people don't really take the right precautions. Like, there was once, I think I saw this video, right, of a guy uh-huh. skate scooting on the highway and I was like, dude, what the hell? <laughs> Somewhere in the in the left mostly, you know. Hardcore. And then he overtook a bus. And I was like, what? Are you crazy? Must be going fight. Must be going fight. Others cannot yeah. go so far, huh? Yeah, so I don't know. I, I was considering um one of the local limit uh, skate scooters is a light and but it was like about a thousand two, I think. Quite oh, expensive. Right, so expensive. Yeah. What's the speed that you Think you went the fastest on an art board? Um, I don't know actually. I have no way to judge, but you, okay. But do you feel fast? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like uh. I guess maybe from my house to the MRT is about um three hundred meters, maybe. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I can make the trip in about four minutes. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's quite fast. Four minutes with our board. Normally where you walk? Normally when I walk about 10 minutes maybe. Oh, okay, okay. And it's uphill, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, oh, then okay, yeah. okay. Worth investing. Because 1,002 might be too much. Uh, 899 and being more portable, I saw the size. And the beautiful yeah. wood. Mm, yeah. Got chance, got chance. <laughs> the wood, very nice. Yeah, oh. yeah it is, it is. I mean, like the wood thing. Hmm. Okay, okay. Alright, cool. Yes. That was a really long show. <laughs> uh, don't care. Uh, don't care. <laughs> yeah. In fact, you can do like part one, part two, I think. <laughs> Maybe I should do that. Yeah. Alright, cool. So, okay. I guess uh, we can do a quick outro. 
Yeah, are you still okay. using Twitter? I've actually started to get back on Twitter okay. because I know it's gonna die soon. <laughs> oh, where's that? Uh, I don't know yeah. who's gonna buy them, but yeah. uh, maybe Donald Trump will buy them. He's using uh. it for his mainstream media, right? <laughs> maybe, yeah. yeah. Replace, replace the presses. Yeah, yeah he'll just yeah. Uh, ask me anything here on Twitter, I'll reply. Yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah, if you guys want to chat with us, you can find us on Twitter. I am at A-N-T-T-Y-C and Brian. Um, uh, L-E-E-T-U-C-K-S-I-N-G on Twitter. Yeah, cool. And I... Yeah, I guess that's how you can find us. We we'll yeah. might do more intermittent shows, I guess, next year. Uh, we shall see. This year, this year. This year, yes, this, this year. year. I will find Please you as and when you have time, then we will slot in the show. Sure, sure, Call sure. You. Okay. Sounds good. We can use Red Dots uh, recording. Yeah, studio, maybe we can do video, uh, live streaming. You know, no one's using it, eh? Every time yeah, they have yeah. it. And they have a green screen. Okay, yeah, we should. Okay, okay cool. I guess that's it. Uh, have a good meeting, man. Thank you.